Wait, what? I just I, I hit the record button. Um, yeah. So what happened was we back when we were using Zencaster before they made it a paid thing. I would every week create the room, send Slappy the link, and a Twitter DM. But there was one week where I clicked some DM chat and sent it, hmm. and then immediately saw like that's not Slappy, and it was just a person who had DM'd me at some point in the past. And I was like, okay, well, wonder what's going to happen here. And then I sent the link to you, and then <laughs> you see like a third person pop in. He's like, hello? <laughs> oh, we had a decent conversation, actually. He was, you know, was a oh, you guys guy. just rolled with it? Yeah, he was on the show for a while. I don't even. Did we, did we record him? We may have. Or was he just did. in like the pre-recording call? Yeah, I don't think we were recording, but you know, we, uh, we talked to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't." He's a nice guy, and he just yeah, decided he, to join. Yeah, he goes, "He sent me a link, so I clicked <laughs> right, it." Right. <laughs> yeah, it was neat oh, talking about Bitcoin stuff and how he was uh, getting set up. I think it was with the, uh, yeah, I guess it was with the Eddie Cold, and he was uh, he had actually yeah. learned to code, so he could. Uh, you should DM him again and get an update. Yeah. Um, but anyway, someone, a friend of the show, texted me the other day and said, "Bird, he's not a friend." Oh, that's, that's right. True. Um. By the way, this is McFlugel or McFlugel Uh, the Ronald Slappy Show episode number three ninety six. Brought to you by Liberty Mugs. Yes, we are almost up to episode four hundred. Believe it or not. Nice. Every single week, never miss one. But um, friend of the show texted me the other day and um, said, "Hey, you are. I think February seventeenth is the four year, <clears throat> excuse me, four year anniversary of the episode with Carr when we predicted everything." Yes. Oh, yes. Episode yeah, one eighty four and and uh, four years ago. Yeah, we always. Yeah. Was it like every two months I DM you and say we were so yeah. right? Yeah, dude, it, it was kind of crazy. The, it, that being on the eve of COVID made it even like 10 times crazier. Yes. I was looking back because I think like back then. We the went on a run of having Carr on the show like four out of five episodes. Yeah, back in the good old days. Yeah. Yeah, we just. We had, we had several predictions, correct? back then what were the other ones bitcoin COVID. one of the predictions was that we would have car on the show less going forward. yeah and we we yeah, yeah we had to nailed put it into that nailed that. Yeah, nailed, nailed it <laughs> did did we predict that we would absolutely kamikaze our listening numbers because we did a, a 10 episode series yeah. on reading the, reading <laughs> the biden's the, economic we, report yeah that was bad that was like a year ago right uh, I don't know. It took a year to do it. That was brutal. Yeah, yeah we, we we needed to cleanse. I mean, I was yeah, giving we, you all downloads, but I wasn't listening a lot of the time. Uh, so the it numbers aren't as good as we thought they were. <laughs> so I, at Childerberg this year, um, I forget who it was, but someone came up to me and he goes, hey, so I listened to every single one of those uh, Joe Biden episodes. 
That's brutal. And, I, that and guy, I said, whoever said that, was it Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah. And I just go, I'm sorry. And he goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even like, oh, it wasn't so bad. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was hard to read. Like, we would look at the PDF and be like, all right, how, do you want to do two paragraphs today? That's going to be a challenge. We didn't think painful. it was that long. Initially, it didn't seem that long. We just kept going. Well, yeah, like like we, we could like, have skipped sections and it would have been just as thrilling. I don't know why we read the whole thing. I don't know. Well, like we do every every episode, we don't ever prepare. And so that meant like not even skimming. At the all. preparation for this. So it's 828 Eastern right now at like 758 p.m. Rallo says, let me know when you're ready. And so I set up my stuff. I'm like logging in now. He goes cars on the show today mm-hmm. well he withheld that information for almost 12 hours because he texted me this morning about it <laughs> i'm always less than on the show i tried um well i sent you a message on skype and then i tried to use zencaster again and then that didn't wasn't happening and then um tried google hangouts or whatever it is now and that didn't work didn't even know so that now, still existed yeah neither did i i was but I now we're back does. on skype it does feel as though recording has become this exercise where you're like a cat trying to get out of a bathtub and just <laughs> reaching for just anything and nothing seems to work you're just, just claws are down. sliding down the edge of the ceramic well, we used to use Skype, and then I forget what happened, but we just didn't like it anymore. And then Zencaster came around, and that was great Skype for a while. Skype always sucked. Skype always sucked, in my opinion. Other people really liked it, but for me, it never worked right. Yeah, but and then we went to Zencaster, and then Zencaster started doing the paid model. We had yeah. to count our minutes, right? Was that yeah, Zencaster? Yeah, they would, they would give you like 120 minutes every month. And so we do, you know, an episode, get about an hour in, and then we do the next week's episode and I'd be, okay, we're on a time limit. And then I'd look up and we'd have about seven seconds left of free recording. And so I would just cut Slappy off whatever he was saying and say, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. That was the audience's favorite episode was episode two of every month because they knew that they (laughs) when it would end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then I guess we'd switch to Skype. <laughs> All right, it can't go on for that long. <laughs> last so doing last week was math. over an hour, so yeah, yeah. So this week it's I'm getting off easy this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we had to we had to limit our. Uh, that was before the sports talk thing, I think. Which that started because every other Bitcoin show has a million advertisements that waste your time. Yeah. So we figured we'd uh, fill people's time with good stuff that they need to know. Speaking of which, um, we were uh, we were Super Bowl winners because we picked or rooting for the Chiefs. Slapping, I don't know what you, what you were doing, Carr. Oh, nothing good, man. I wasn't rooting for anybody. I bet the over and lost it Oof. by a half point. Oof. Oh, yeah. with a whole extra frame. Yeah, it's tough. So here's a here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, would you rather um, would you rather 
watch the Super Bowl with someone who starts recording it but doesn't watch it immediately so he can fast forward through commercials but then doesn't use the fast forward and the rewind button very well like as in when you that first field goal that was kicked you end up watching it five times because he keeps trying to fast forward through the commercials Mm -hmm. but then he realizes he's holding the remote upside down and Mm -hmm. kept hitting rewind sounds very specific did that happen yes that was the and yeah and then just that was the first half of my super bowl yesterday or would you rather watch it with either one or more people that um, is like half of Twitter yesterday going like, I hope you enjoying your sports ball bread and circuses. God, that's too I scary. enjoyed my bread and circus. Irritating but, archetypes. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I would have to go reluctantly with the former, but not by much. I, I, if it's a well, big how game, long are you pausing the game for? Because that halftime is long. Commercial breaks are long. I'm like, totally like, fine with screwing around around halftime. But yes, outside of that, like, let's not be screwing around with the remote. Yeah. Keep the game on. So that I was at my parents' house um, for the beginning. And I'm sitting there eating some food and looking at the clock and I'm wondering why the game hasn't started because I know they start later than they actually announce, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. schedule the game for, but it was 10 of seven. And I'm going like, what in the world's going on? I, I said, I'm supposed to game start. My dad says, Oh no, I, I, we're not watching it yet. We're, we're waiting for a while so we can fast forward through the commercials. I, you know, he said something about that. I was like, Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, and then 10 minutes goes by and it's now seven o'clock and I look at the TV and they're still doing the pregame show and the, the countdown, the kickoff clock comes up and it's at an hour and three minutes. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I'm like, I just like, I wasn't even in the same, I was in the dining room. I kind of sitting in an angle watching the TV. Everyone else was in the, in the, in the living room. And I just start grumbling, like, like, what in the world? Like, I, yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's the, I'm not one of those people where it's like, oh, you have to watch the Super Bowl or else. It's more the principle of it. It is. It's entirely the principle. Um, and I think my mom heard me starting to freak out and she sets up my dad and I said, okay, I guess we'll start it now. But it's annoying because, all right, you go to commercial, that's the time to go to the bathroom go do something you know whatever there's these breaks are are useful um but when you fast forward through it you don't want to be the guy that says could you pause it so i could go take a pee yeah well the other thing too here is that for me and especially in a game like this where i really don't care about either team the the Super Bowl watching experience is less about the Super Bowl itself and it's more about an excuse to get all of our friends together and the breaks right. are when conversation happens. So it just happens right. naturally. And and then, you know, we went out and we played a bunch of ping pong during halftime. And I, I don't want to be like screwing around with a remote. I want to be talking with my friends and then occasionally taking a peek at the TV. Like, I honestly, I probably watched 40 percent of the game. You know, I mean, yeah. If, and yeah, I don't want to be screwing around with a remote. 
I get it if you think the commercials are stupid and everything, but just don't pay attention to them. Yeah, right. Start start up a conversation with somebody. Yeah. It's amazing because boomers oftentimes are really reluctant to use new technologies, but then they are the worst with using yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, like my dad, just using my dad as an example again, he was against um, texting for the longest time. Yeah, I, I remember that era. Yeah, when boomers were like, oh, I read you. How many texts did he send this month? Or, yeah. <laughs> what he would actually send voicemails. Oh, like not, not call you up. Voicemails are, ex- oh, wow, he would just send it. He like would do message? the thing. He would That's figure exhausting. out how to send a voicemail without actually calling That's the phone. That's the exact sort of thing a boomer would figure out. That's how <laughs> they would figure out how to use technology. Huh. And Just it in would, the most irritating way. It would, it would be the worst because it would be like, uh, I've got, how did I miss that call from Dan? Okay, whatever. And it, and it was a time when, when you had a flip phone. And so mm-hmm. it was a huge pain in the butt to get into your voicemail. I couldn't tell you the last time I checked the voicemail on my personal cell. Yeah, I disabled it. That's I, I, I might it. as well have. I might have. I, I not only disabled on it. I have no idea. I not only disabled it on my on my personal. I've disabled it on my work. <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, I haven't done that. I yeah, mean, that's a, that's that a that's a that's a low key power move. And yeah, a, every time, like my my colleagues or my boss like asking about it, I'm like, oh man, it must be on the fritz again. And I've been doing that. I've been pulling that move for like five years. Uh, that's not a bad idea. That's great. That's it's so dude, idea. it's so great, man. Because then eventually people break down and text you or email you. And then I'm like, yeah. that, that's great. I I'm not listening to a voicemail. But it would be so, so it would take forever to get a pain in the butt, listen to the voicemail and it'd be, Hey, it's dad. Give me a call. <laughs> yeah. Or like, it, it, again, like even worse, like boomer, shit like they're like it's them midstream conversation and then it stops before they even finished and you'd get like nine out of context <laughs> words so yeah but we've we've my dad's upgraded to using to texting but he does the text to speech or speech to text yeah like- he hates he hates typing it in which i i don't blame for that it can be a little annoying and cumbersome so I'll be when I'm hanging out with him around him and he'll be on his phone. It'll be the whole <laughs> very boomer way. Like you have to scream into the phone and speak mm-hmm. like this. Yep. Period. Space. Begin the next sentence. Period. Mm-hmm. Space. God. <laughs> it's just like, oh. Mm. it's terrifying yeah it's uh, are we going to be like that I like if we i wonder about that i wonder mm-hmm. about that because on one hand you say well yeah this is the natural order of things at some point you become old and new technology is you know foreign to you alien to you and you just have to kind of adapt in a in a in a way that you know how but on the other hand the boomer generation is so anomalous to any generation that has ever existed on this earth, like the American boomer generation that you just wonder, has anybody else gone through this with their parents in the way that we have? And I just kind of always conclude that, no, they haven't. Yeah. 
Well, there's Speaking so many great investments with like real estate and their college yeah, education, right. and they mm-hmm. pass that advice on to us. Right. So yeah, like that's that. actually a good pivot for something I was talking. I don't know if I talked to you. I think I did a little bit slappy, but something I was sending messages back and forth with you, Car, about boomers and Bitcoin. And do you think that there will ever be like an on mass adoption with boomers with with bitcoin even if even if we have like a hyper bitcoinization situation like how long do you think they'll cling um to what they know because man they and not to sound not to be what's play the i was just saying not to play the victim card but boomers it's just everything just was perfect for them. They are not yeah. you, like you present them with Bitcoin and everything and they some get it and some some have interest in it. But otherwise, it's just it's really frustrating a lot of times trying to talk to them about it because they they'll kind of repeat back what you've taught them and, and explain to them. But it doesn't seem like it's actually really impacting the way they're thinking because – they just fall back to everything that they've always done. Um, and I don't think they've ever actually had to understand investing or speculating because everything they touch turned to gold. <clears throat> yeah. I. At what ahead. age, though, what age do you get a pass on, like, doing anything? Because the first, the early boomers are pushing 80 years old. Yep. Like, yeah, I mean, isn't there an age where it's like you're just kind of checked out and you do whatever you want because yes, you're well, at th- that point. I think we're not entertaining the most annoying outcome possible, which is often the the outcome that I want to analyze because it's usually the true outcome when it comes to boomers. And the most annoying outcome possible, which I have to assume is the real one, is that whether it be the these ETFs or whatever comes down the pipeline and caters exactly to them and we can talk about custody or whatever until the cows come home but at the end of the day if the bitcoin isn't confiscated the, somebody is going to cater to them and they still have way more wealth than us and they're going to get in and they're going to pile in and it's going to be great for us but then they're going to be uh, of course out ahead of the rest of the world as well so they're going to feel as though they're early and they probably will be early relative to the rest of the world they're going to win again and then they're going to be teaching us about bitcoin and that's the most (laughs) annoying outcome possible and it's going to happen and i guarantee it that's not really something i considered but i think you're absolutely right all right if this is a true prediction i'm okay with it I am too, because it benefits me, but you know, that's going to happen, right? Like their financial advisor is going to tell them, Hey, you need to get into this. And you know, because the market demands it, they're going to come up with some sort of custody solution for these ETFs uh, where they they're able to, to get the Bitcoin out in kind somehow, because the boomers of course are always going to come away, come away winners. And, and it's all going to work perfectly for them. They're not going to have to go through any of the trials and tribulations that we mm-hmm. went through. And because of the amount of sheer money that they have relative to our <laughs> age group, they're going to come out ahead of us. You know that's going to happen. I right? know. And I love it. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because we're American, but like it's it's, it's so irritating. I'm <laughs> you, already you know wanting that's to bang happen, my right? head against the wall <laughs> yes, listening to yes. them and, tell me and about it. And then you're going to get wait. a text. <laughs> 
yes. And you're going to get a text message like, why weren't you as allocated to Bitcoin as I am? Because <laughs> you're still like, at the end of the day, they still wait. have more money. Like my parents have more money than I do, you know? Oh, if you started back then, you should have. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and you know it's coming. You know it's coming, dude. Can't wait. Yeah, that's yeah. that's even worse. A couple episodes ago, I posited to Slappy uh, a question about would he accept if Taylor Swift got into Bitcoin and, and what that would do to the Bitcoin space uh, with all of the Swifties coming in and, and screaming about Bitcoin. Um, yep. I this is this is a more and this is a much, much, much more annoying outcome. Yeah, I know. It, it's terrifying. Out. And it's terrible, and but I, you know it's you know it's coming, and you know well, it's happening, and they just they swing such an economic bat that that where there is demand there will be supply, and somebody is going to figure out how to get these idiots into it, and they're going to be in in bigger size than us. And, and you know what it's going to be? It's going to be they're all going to it's all going to be they're not going to explicitly put their money into Bitcoin. It's going to be no, right. Vanguard conservative yep. retirement fund. Yeah. It's, just, it's just going yeah. to be a Bitcoin ETF. <laughs> and somehow they're going to get custody too. And I don't know how yet. I haven't figured that out, but you know it's coming because it is literally the most annoying outcome. <laughs> that's true. Man, yeah, that I, we can't. They, we like You couldn't write that script having the balls that that generation did. Where they're just going to steal everything it from is everyone. ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. It's they're going to have some sort of cash out your 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 social security into Bitcoin exit ramp, <laughs> and yep. we're going to be paying their we're social gonna, security yes. bills. We're still going to be yes. paying social security tax. They're going to be done. They're going to be out, and they're going to be cashing out their social security checks into self custody Bitcoin somehow without ever even <laughs> understanding it. I guarantee it. Mark my words. And we'll end up getting like uh, supermarket market certificates for social security yeah right exactly exactly dude i, I, I i'm telling you it's gonna happen i i wanted this to be a boltard episode and yeah it happy. is a boltard episode it is part but... of this is part of this is that that's a boltard uh uh you know conclusion but it's the most annoying boltard conclusion possible which is why it's the most inevitable unfortunately <laughs> Yeah, this is even more inevitable than the the. Well, it's it's the game. It's it's the updated game theory episode. It is <laughs> boomer the edition. Game theory. The only people that we hate more than the state are the boomers. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they're gonna win again. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> this is oh. upsetting. Yeah, sorry guys. I don't even know where to take this now because yeah. go back to U.S. <laughs> Should we dollars. Shut it down? Should we shut yeah, it down? It. <laughs> do, do you want to do you, do you want to just watch the Flyers game and and yeah. put commentary on it <laughs> yeah, for well, the rest of the episode? Yeah, it's one of our sync up episodes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm serious though. I've been thinking a lot about this, and I just I know this is going to happen. I know this is going to happen. I I watch like I look at Twitter and I watch everybody arguing about custody and like what is what and this is that and this company sucks and this company's garbage, and it and like I know that at the end of the day it just doesn't matter. That's where we're going. Well, you know what I mean. I I th yeah, and I think you're right because it's taking everything, all the ideas that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, over the years about how Bitcoin adoption is going to work. And you can you can check the boxes as I say this for what you're talking about with with the boomers getting in when Bitcoin becomes more popular and there is more of a demand for it. In order for adoption to happen, it needs to become easier. 
there needs to be some sort of engineering solutions that make and it will right and then also as larger institutions come in to bitcoin and they start you know wanting bitcoin to go up in value because it's part of their the product that they offer and all that kind of stuff they're going to start devoting engineering resources to it yep and so you have these large institutions and businesses and organizations that are now incentivized to make bitcoin easier to use for everyone and to but, put it, it put it in a way that um doesn't really rock the boat for people it's it's you can't everyone being the people that hold 85 percent of the wealth in this country because that's the biggest yep. demand yep and we'll benefit but you know <laughs> you know <laughs> that it's going to be catered to them <sighs> yeah. Yep. But and at the same, <laughs> you know, if 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 we can if we can win the boomers. Yes, yes. It is it, it we have to. Like uh, ultimately like this is our this is the path in front of us. It has to go this way. It's annoying as hell, but it has to go this way. Um and, and and yeah, and like, you know, there is probably no more powerful, economically speaking, segment than American boomers in the history of the world than American boomers right now. I mean, they, they just they hold so much wealth economically. They hold so much social clout, political clout um, without even really understanding it. But they do. Yeah. And, you know, that's where it's going. I mean, it's it, it's. It, it's frustrating and i'm i'm going to punch drywall when i get that inevitable text from my parents like hey did you figure out this bitcoin thing yet because uh my financial advisor just bought you know a thousand btc for you know or whatever dumb number i obviously not a thousand but just you know some stupid stuff that that, you know and 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 i'm just gonna punch drywall yeah it's it's like a Mr. Magoo kind of thing. Yeah, it is, man. It's the the Pink Panther Investor Investment mm-hmm. Corporation. Or just, just rumbling, stumbling, accidentally stumbling into wealth time and time again. Other people's wealth time and time again. After so, everybody yeah. else did the legwork. I mean, if we're gonna rank the world's superpowers in terms of like power and wealth, it's you know the United States. Then you've got China, and I don't know, like maybe Germany or something. Germany. And then you just have American boomers, American boomers as a are like top five as a yeah. phalanx, as an economic phalanx ready to take over Macedonia. <laughs> it's just, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's a, it's an upsetting realization, but it, it's one that it's very, very difficult to avoid. But I mean, we're getting there with the stuff that is being built out. Um, yeah. Fold, Fold's doing their thing with yeah. the um, basically a Bitcoin checking account. Strikes making making moves to make it better. Um, yeah. Actually, just see Strike just announced that they are um, they changed their fee structure a little bit it's instead a of doing tiered. like a spread. Yeah, yeah I did, but cool. I didn't read into it. I saw some announcement about it, but I didn't read into it. But it's just nice. It's it's like just way more transparent it's like hey if you do this monthly this is what your fees are going to be um instead of just that kind of 
weird changing thing the of price like, when you buy yeah. and sell and yeah it's a little easier i think it's a little better to just kind it's of a little know cleaner what you're expecting you know yeah you know what you're getting i would love for a service to just provide it would just be a monthly service fee 50 bucks yeah. a month and right you can just seamlessly interact with the um off and on ramps to bitcoin yeah, I th- I wouldn't be shocked if that's if that is something that's offered. I mean, I I do think that as we move into this into this next kind of era, I think that there will be like, I don't know exactly how it's going to lay out, but like I think you'll see a return to what we previously used to manage, and I mean risk is part of it, but just services and stuff like that, which is like either ch- local churches or munis- mu- um, uh, mutual aid society, like mutual aid societies and stuff like that, where you're just a member somewhere and maybe you have some custody with them and you can get a loan from them or, or have, have uh, they, they go out into the OTC market and there's stuff available and stuff like that. I, I, I think that it, it'll be, it's a little bit fuzzy, like and what it'll look like, but I think that we're going to see some kind of move towards that where you're like, Hey, I'm a member of, whatever you know whatever the name is like you know fort worth bitcoin and that gives me these benefits i can go buy you know bitcoin at rate plus whatever you know whatever their little mini fee or my monthly fee i can go buy at rate uh, up to x amount a month or sell x amount a month or or whatever it is i i well i don't know what the scale is going to be but i do think that we're going to see some sort of return in that direction yeah, I think it has to be because I think it's just kind of more of the natural order of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, the systems we have now are just totally in play because of fiat system and, mm-hmm. and the control that it gives central central powers and authorities and everything. So if 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 you're going to have a system that um, like a, a, the current system, the fiat is like an antitrust system. It's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you can't right. trust it. Um, you know, it's untrustworthy, but it's what you have to do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's but it's, we ha- go ahead. It's, it's ironic because like the trustlessness of Bitcoin, I think is going to bring a reemergence of trust, like reputation and trust systems in some sense. Yes. Because that's kind of what drives allow the reemergence. Yes. And it drives me crazy. Uh, about that a lot of Bitcoiners, I don't know if they do it so much anymore, but you see it every once in a while, that because Bitcoin's trustless, things that are built on top of Bitcoin or using Bitcoin, they try to make everything trustless around it Mm -hmm. uh, with like all the smart contract stuff. And and I guess it's more like the altcoin kind of deal that people try to, to play that game where it's like, well, we can do this thing where it's, you know, I can deliver you this product and you don't have to trust me that i'm going to deliver it's like but no like that's <laughs> you know you go to the supermarket and you buy an apple you got to trust that that they're not going to steal the apple from you when you're when you're leaving the this, the door or you know any any sort of contract has some sort of degree of trust with it so like yeah. you said it's it's we need that and, and reputation is important and but when yes. you have a thing that you can just paper everything over with money if someone screws something up then there's no need for trust anymore because yep. it's all fake. Yep. Yeah. I and it would be nice. It would be nice. I mean, I think that's part of the part of the reason that fiat breaks down society is because you don't you don't have to establish relationships anymore. You don't have right. to 
develop a reputation among people. You exactly. just do whatever, and you know, if you get screwed over by something, it's like ah, you know, you go write a bad review on Yelp or Amazon or something, and you just and you move on. Right. There's not like a, a a face that you see at church or at the store or just kind of around town right. that you know you're gonna have to to uh, stand eye to eye with. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's like, and it's and again, this is like a little bit as of this is like be kind of a little bit beyond the event horizon. Um, because this is such a monumental engineering feat and exactly how humans organize beyond it is, is very difficult to speculate on. But yeah, like, I think that you're going to see these and even calling them mutual aid societies is probably like a little bit antiquated, but I I think membership into something is going to come back and it's like, you'll, you'll put down, call it a Bitcoin or maybe a 10th of a Bitcoin or whatever in some kind of multi-sig arrangement with this, uh, local membership group because you know you gotta live in the physical world like right like i live in fort worth and and um and you know you're uh now you if you put this deposit down which maybe you get back or whatever you know you are now a part of this club and that 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 awards you all these benefits whatever those may be and um and you know if if your reputation hits takes a black mark then hey maybe you got to meet with uh with the board and say hey this is what happened and they say all right well either you can stay a member and you got to do this or here's your deposit back and you can't you know you don't have all the benefits at the stores or you know whatever it is but um i think it's going to bring back some of that stuff and i think it's going to be a tremendously powerful thing because it's going to reunite uh communities and people are going to be way more invested in their reputation in the community and re-engaging with their community <clears throat> yeah and i think right. yeah i think it yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think it op it, it helped, like we say that Bitcoin's going to you know, transform society and and attack governments as we know it. And I think this is one of the things that kind of comp that Bitcoin um, kind of spurs on and and it has a compounding effect. Uh, you know, Bitcoin's going to bankrupt the government, but then it creates this sort of thing and and this sort of mutual aid society really obsoletes a lot of functions of the government and you can very easily see how that turns into like insurance type things yeah and not just like a health insurance or you know property insurance but also like insurance against criminal activity (laughs) yep yeah and you can take that as broadly as you want and that's why i think sometimes that you know we as bitcoiners think hey this is going to bankrupt the government but it could be that it obsoletes it first yeah which will then inevitably lead to its bankruptcy obviously but it could be that like eh, your membership uh at your you know your philadelphia um bitcoin alliance or your fort worth bitcoin alliance or whatever may be more valuable than your membership with you know the state of Pennsylvania or United States or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's way more it caters to you. They protect you. They, um, and because they have a lot to lose. Well, it's, it's kind of like we were talking about social security earlier on. And as time goes on, social security matters less and less. Yeah. I mean, we've, I'm ever since I've, even before I was really that like libertarian, I knew that when it was time for me to retire, my social security was not going to mean anything. 
I don't remember a time in my life where I thought that I was going to get social security. And I don't remember that being a controversial thought in my generation, in our generation. Yeah. You could say it to anybody and everyone kind yeah. of nods along with it. So like, yeah, we're I, with that. and now we have tools, but we have Bitcoin now that we can, we don't need social security anymore. I just like explicitly don't have it in my plan. I never had it in my plans for stuff, but it just doesn't matter anymore. And yep. so I, I think it's going to be the same kind of thing as something else develops as time goes on, the government program is just going to become worth less and less and less. So even if you'd imagine something as drastic as as security services and as the state becomes more and more bankrupt and, and has less and less resources and people are using Bitcoin more, obviously the services of the police are going to become worse and worse and worse. Yes. Um, especially if they still you know pay their people on fiat. Right. Um, whereas the rest of the world has been like, yeah, I want Bitcoin. And yep. so it's just going to – these people outside of the of the state that are in these mutual aid societies using Bitcoin and, and doing smart, intelligent things are going to become wealthier. And so they're going to be able to spend more money on their own private security services. And eventually and, and, it's just going to be like, oh, the government doesn't even do this anymore. Right. And, and, and maybe to put a finer tip on what you said, spending uh, – um, on private security s services, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but the but the way that maybe might be more interesting to think about it is that the deflationary pressure on the cost of those uh, security services in Bitcoin terms is going to be so high that it's going to be so cheap over time right. to pay for those services. Yep. Whereas a hyperinflating dollar, it's yep. you 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 have to spend more and more and more and more. But it's not keeping up with the actual spending of of real resources yes. to do it. Right. Yep. So every security agent, you know, whoever whomever they work for is, you know, constantly, you know, over time seeking better conditions. And they're they're probably going to find that perhaps working security for these uh peaceful mutual aid societies where they're probably not going to be, you know, tasked with as, as intense labor and they're going to be paid better, uh, is, is a more, is a more beneficial deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it makes sense. You've got, you know, let's say there's a, a dispute or let's say that Slappy and I are in the same mutual aid society because we live geographically close together and we have a dispute. Um, obviously, our own mutual aid society is not going to want to have their own agents shoot each other up. Yeah, exactly. For us. Yep. And then yep. even you can apply that. Let's say that I have a dispute with you and we've got two different mutual aid societies. It's the same thing kind of applies. Mm -hmm. um, and you already see this too. You, you, you actually see this in Fiat society with HOAs. Like there, there's mm -hmm. a place that I was thinking about moving. Um, I, I ended up not moving there, but um, I play a lot of volleyball tournaments there and they, you know, they have an HOA, it's a gated community, but they go out and they make agreements with a bunch of other HOAs around the North Texas area. And they afford all the benefits of all the other HOAs. If people travel hmm. to those other places, they can go play free golf. They can go to the country club. They can go do this and that. And that's all negotiated on their behalf. And I think ex that's exactly what you're talking about where, where you know, because that's the demand, right? I mean, that's the demand from the consumers. I don't want to deal with all this. I just want to live my life. I'm a peaceful, res well-resourced citizen 
or even not even well that that well resourced but i'm i have resources and i'm peaceful and i'm a reasonable person um you know may it, it, the there there is a reason for you to make it easy for me to go as many places as i possibly can because that's beneficial for those people too yeah. um and so and that's going to be the pressure i think is the, i mean it, you know it comes back it's you know supply and demand right and even if you just look at how insurance works now, and even though that the state is, you know, very mired and, and messes up the insurance industry, you know, if we get into a car accident and you've got uh, Geico and I've got farmers or something, um, and we're like not necessarily agree who's at fault, you know, the insurance companies aren't necessarily like embroiled in court. No. Over every single accident that happens, they have systems. They've got ways they to arbitrate and figure it out, and yeah, and and make it so that it's not because no one, it's not good for anyone to have a long drawn out court case. Least of all the 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 consumer, which is the per, the right. very person that you're trying to appease. And if one consumer has a bad time, well, he or she is going to talk about it. And you don't, you know, the last thing you want is is all is whatever conflict you're in, involved in at a organization to organization level. The last thing you want is it to for it to leak down into your consumer, which, whichever side they're on. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane and so stupid for when you talk about this for people to say like, oh, they're just going to shoot each other up. Because can you imagine if you're picking? Uh, mutual aid society or insurance care, whatever you want to call it, one of these businesses, and they wouldn't be advertising how quickly and peacefully they resolve right. problems. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would, yeah. you know, it's just whatever the problem is that you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to pick the people who say like, Hey, everything's resolved. We guarantee that, you know, problems resolved in, in two days or less or something. Yep. Exactly. As opposed I'm to, Oh, uh, you got to watch, you got to, you know, drive around with, uh, um, with an escort because someone might come and just, you know, blast, a blast a couple rounds through your window or something. Right. It, it's just, yep. it's just absurd to think that it would be a, a violent government like system. No. Right. Yep. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I mean, the pitch is broadly speaking, however, whatever, you know, marketing words you want to add to it, but basically is like, if you're a pretty reasonable above board person with some money, we want to serve you. And what do you want? We will get it for you. And that's the business. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's just finally is a thing that incentivizes bad people to behave well, because right now, yes. Yeah. Because if, if you don't want to be iced out. Like you don't want to be iced out of the best golf course. You don't want to be iced out of, <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the, the good restaurants, the, the, the good places to go. And, and, uh, you know, maybe some people do and that's fine, go do it. But, um, you know, there, there will be a, a desire to be, um, it, you know, in the, uh, up and up portion of your area, because again, you know, the, the, part of what we're talking about is an elimination of welfare too. So you need to remain square with your, your society and you know, you're, you're not going to get jobs. You're not going to get business deals. You're not going to get uh, the best of the best if you're, if you're excluded. So it's going to put tremendous pressure on people to act um, in a, in a reasonable way. 
Yeah, and the people that do want to be jerks and be aggressive and 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 have problems if they want this coverage, it's going to someone will give it to them, but it's sure. going to cost way 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 more. Um, because the likelihood that there's going to be conflict and and that's expensive. So, it's and just, and it may even be the same company, but they're just say, hey, your dues are a lot higher. <laughs> You've yeah. had problems. You got kicked out of you know uh, Tom's bar down the street the other night for fighting. Uh, you tore up a golf course. You didn't repair your divots. Uh, you did you know uh, you're you're double parking all the time. Like you, you know if you want to be you got to get right and you you need to pay you need to pay a double rate until you have a six month clean record. But there's always there's a path to redemption because we want you to redeem yourself because that benefits everybody. But uh, right. you, but you know you right now you know you're you're in the doghouse and you got to pay double, whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I, that we're I think we're I think we're going there and I think we're going there fast. I think we're going there faster than people realize. It's it, the the because all the mechanics are like the thing with Bitcoin as it is right now is like the problem has been solved <laughs> and yeah. all it is, is just social adoption. I mean, I get that there, that we can quibble about L2 stuff like, but, but by and large, like that stuff can get figured out. And there again, I know that, that this is a little bit of a third rail, but all those mutual aid societies solve a lot of that L2 stuff too, even if it's custodial in the meantime, um, that, you know, that a lot of that stuff can get solved in a, I wouldn't recommend, you know, I always, you know, as everybody here recommend, you know, self-custody your stuff, but your membership do like you could put some stuff in, in, in a place where it grants you access to places. And like, and, and I think that, that you may see that is, is that there is some custodial, there, there is some, uh, a value transfer happening in a custodial database uh, as well, especially in the, in the, in the medium term. Yeah, and because like, like we said, we're not trying to eliminate trust, and and trust right. is good. And and if you, the likelihood that you're going to get rugged in the world that we're describing with you know these functional mutual aid societies is a lot lower um, right. than it is now. And theoretically, you know. On your end, you know, we're talking about this on from their vantage point of, hey, if you're a bad actor, like you need to pay more, you need to do this, whatever. But if you're if your society or whatever starts acting bad, then theoretically, if you have it, if you have your your dues down in a in a two of three or something like that, like, let's just say, keep it simple. Then you go to the your the third person and say, hey, I'm out like th this. The, the society is breaking down. They're not providing They're the I, I went to the golf course. I couldn't get a tea time. I, I went to I, I you know, I went to the restaurant with my wife and kids and we couldn't get a meal. And like they were treating us like shit and and I'm out like I'm, I'm taking it elsewhere. Well, then you 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 can rescind, you, you know, on your end, too. So like the 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 ability to to um withdraw trust you know is there you can trust just having the ability to withdraw it is is the is a very important part yeah well at least we took our uh took the doom yeah doom the podcast doom, and, the, and made it a little doom more and, doom and boom yeah <laughs> doom and boom uh maybe that's what i'll have to name this yeah doom and boom mers in parentheses mm-hmm 
Yeah. Uh, do you have any other uh, depressing? But that's the worst bullish. one. That's the worst one. That's the worst one. Well, if this happens quick, I, I'm interested uh, to see how this current generation deals with having to interact with other humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's. It's an interesting point, <laughs> They're gonna because, have yeah, they have a very interesting way of interacting with people. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I, yeah, um, just seeing the way that the temperament of a lot of people on Twitter is, and how negative they are, and just negative view of society and the world, and it's like most of the bad stuff that I'm aware of that's going on around is just the internet mm-hmm. like if you took me away from the internet but i'm just kind of like living my life things would seem like not so bad i mean there's been some there's been a lot of frustration like you, like just customer service on stuff is just absolutely atrocious we've talked about that before but otherwise like i'm you know, it's uh, the the leftists are taking over, and there's just drag queens all over the place in front of your kids. It's like I don't see that. And now there's different. I live not in a city, and and depending well, on the demographics and everything. But were you gonna say? Well, I was I was gonna say everyone has like their own experiences. Yeah, and uh, you know. For a single guy in his own house and a good job, and you're going to see things that, like you said, people in cities are going to see. I mean, my kids went to a very rural school, and that a pretty, um, uh, I don't know the right word, but very Catholic anyway, uh, classical school. And they invited a Shakespeare group, and it was all rainbows. And they were vetted, you know, so I, I understand people getting like, no, no, no. I understand it. too. Upset if, about if it, it. No, no, no. If it happens to you. Yeah. I, you, all, all the reason in the world to be upset. I'm talking about the people that live on the internet and yeah. are enraged by the stuff that's happening on the internet. I yeah. want those people to go out and touch grass and actually see what the world is. Yeah. I mean, that's just, through the lens of the internet and just doom scrolling all day. Totally, totally agree. But I also see Slappy's point and not from a personal experience because I I unfortunately don't have kids yet, but just talking to people like, you know, in my, my peer group or whatever, like I, you know, that stuff, you know, is a little bit alarming Um, Mm -hmm. and it is around, Um, you know, I think to some degree, some of it is like it's around to the degree that you want it to be around. But yeah, like like Slappy said, I mean, dude, in a rural Catholic school, that's kind of wild. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would. It, it's like the way that I remember when COVID first started up and I think we were talking about it on the podcast and said, hey, what do you think about this? And so like, uh, you know, if if people around me start dropping dead and stuff. I'll start worrying. Yeah, right. Until then, like, you know, uh, you know, it's it's out there. It's a thing. Yeah. But I don't know how alarmed I'm going to be. Sure, yeah. sure. But but and but to slap think... but to Slappy's point, like, people did start wearing masks. Not that I'm terribly offended by that, but like in the heat of the moment, 
where it's like i don't know where the end point is here mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of easy to look back and be like all right well it was it was kind of a really tough six months uh because i was stressed out because i didn't know where the end point was if you had told me that in 2024 i would be looking back and be like yeah it didn't get it didn't you know at least here it didn't get that bad but you know it, it is a little bit alarming to see uh you know, oh my God, I'm going to the grocery store and everyone's wearing a mask and following stickers around. And like, that's kind of weird. Like that's a weird sudden social change that nobody understands. Yeah. Um, and like, what is, what, what is this? What's going on here? Um, so I, I mean, I, I totally understand your point, Rolo. And I agree with that more than, more than anything, I suppose. But, um, I, I think some alarm is, I, I think warranted. To, to a degree yeah and no, the, I, and i'm not the, saying that there is no go ahead slappy i was just gonna say i kind of had like and while i in a sense i'm, I'm not like disagreeing because that's how i live my life i do what i do and right. i hang around yeah. the people i want to hang around with and yeah. i don't watch the news so i don't know what's going on but mm-hmm. um i know there's something going on in gaza and it's probably really yeah. bad for them and it's like it's not wrong to have an opinion or feel strongly about it I, I don't pay attention. Uh, that being said, that could burn me one day, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you stay out in the sun too long and all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're exactly. getting bombed. Like, yeah. They're like, I'm walking outside and I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but so it's kind of, I don't know. I don't like, I, it's, it's I, kind of like a nothing opinion because I live my life the way you're saying, Rallo, where I don't take, but I also see these things happening and they're happening. They are happening. Um, my defense is it is to somewhat insulate myself and my family from it um, and try to, you know, find my groups and have my Bitcoin and, you know, little, little work itself out. But in the meantime, yeah, I, there is a lot of weird stuff. No, and I'm not denying that. I guess what I'm trying to say and, and, to, and to continue to compare it to the COVID stuff is I think that for the most part, your everyday average person that's walking and I forgot about those stickers for the hours in the grocery store. Holy yeah. smokes. The average yeah. person wearing a mask and doing the thing, walking in, in the uh, certain directions at the grocery store, they're doing it because they think this is I don't want to cause a ruckus. Maybe they think yeah. it's, you know, COVID is bad and stuff, but like if, if people didn't wear a mask, cause I stopped wearing a mask after a while. And for the most part, no one really cared. It seemed you had every once in a while, someone would say something, but it was extremely rare, at least in my case. And, but you had these people, um, on the internet, of course, saying that, Oh, it's your family members. They all wanted you dead because right, you yeah, didn't yeah. you didn't get vaccinated. It's like, no, it, that's not what happened, or at least not. I, I think the vast majority of people were just like a little bit scared and just kind of going with the flow. And I think it's the same thing with like this weird leftist whatever stuff is going on now that for the most part, people are going to go along with it and say like, oh, yeah, I, I respect and I, you know, sure. Want yeah, the gay community. Right. They don't want yeah. the fight, but then they see a drag, you know, drag queens gyrating in front of kids and they're like, uh, yeah, right. it's it's yeah. just I think everyone's just kind of going along to get along. But when you when you live on the Internet and you're interacting with the worst of the worst people because For they sure. have a platform that they can just kind of spew out whatever garbage they want, it, it seems really, really amplified. 
Um, and that's not to say that people just going along to get along is not a bad thing because, you know, I think yeah, the, because take the COVID lockdowns were pretty bad. Yeah, right. Take us to a lot to a logical conclusion. It's like you, um, know, you end up at the Nuremberg defense or whatever. Yeah, but I, I just I just think that the um the pull towards the craziness in whatever were COVID or the leftist stuff or whatever, um, is a lot more tenuous and and not as strong um as as if you live on the internet you think it is because as soon yes. as the incentives change and that's why i'm bullish on the world because of stuff like bitcoin and and how it can break this stuff up that's me that's mostly the point i was trying to get at yeah i agree with you there 100 percent. i mean if you look at how quickly everyone was wearing masks because mm -hmm. it, because that was the incentive like can you imagine if everybody realizes the incentive is to use bitcoin like <laughs> you know incentives can change incredibly fast yeah. Uh, and draw the crowd with them. Yeah, yeah that I completely I agree, agree with. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, and so as I wasn't saying, I'm not saying that like if you see this stuff happening out there, you know, I see a video of you know weird, basically pedophile thing going on, and it's like that's bad. I don't like that. That shouldn't exist. But you know, I'm not gonna sit there and spend eight hours tweeting about it, sure, if, especially sure. if it's not in my community. Yeah. If it were happening in my community or, you know, my some you know, there's something really goofy happening at my church. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Time for me to freak out. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But again, I mean, that's back to like this weird paradox of like this global borderless money that's going to encourage more localized communities. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's just this weird thing that uh that's gonna be great um but uh but it's not what a lot of people think you know yeah so good we are and and that's the other thing too all this irony is that the boomers are going to lead the charge i know i know god it's frustrating um would you rather <laughs> <laughs> would you rather boomers lead the charge and we have you know bitcoin like okay so these two scenarios are going to lay out and we um, can fight the hypothetical right no oh <laughs> that you 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 will have bitcoin adoption occurring at the same rate um you know, how, how Bitcoin gets, a, you know, the mechanics of it, not the mechanics of it, but the timeline stays the same. Would you rather the boomers are the leaders or the trans community? And not that this does not mean that, like, we'll have boomers as many a much trans, larger community. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you'll have a much smaller community driving it. You'll have the same speed of adoption, but. Who's no, gonna be I, I'd that? have to go with boomers here because if the trans are driving Bitcoin adoption, that means they're getting a lot of power. Perhaps. Yeah. And the boomers, you know, I said they're approaching 80. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to go with the boomers. I, you know, it's, it's inevitable. And, and to some degree, like the, the, the jester in me just needs to see it through. 
Like it, this was always the way that it had to happen, right? <laughs> like, like it, we've un, unfortunately this is a this is our path to walk. Um, in the shadow of the boomers yet again, um, albeit late, but uh, that's the way it's got to go. And 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 furthermore, I, I know you said adoption aside, but I mean to some degree, we I, I feel I have to bring it into it. Like I I want I want America to have a lot of Bitcoin and, you know, right. at the end of the day, the boomers swing a big stick and American boomers that is. And, you know, I want there to be a lot of Bitcoin here because that's going to be good for us. Um, and I, not that I want the rest of the world to suffer. I think it's going to be great for everybody, but um, you know, I, I, I think again, back to the, uh, to the, I guess the court jester or, or maybe just the, the guy who wants to see historical arcs come to a conclusion. Like it, it it's poetically, America needs to finish what it started. And, and I think we have a chance to finish strong here. Here's another question. Okay. For every month that Bitcoin hyper Bitcoinization, Bitcoin monetizes, um, for every month that you gain in that you get closer, um, it's speed, speed it up. Uh, the average age of boomer increases by a year, like the average lifespan. See what I'm saying? Like, um, if we got a month of of hyper Bitcoin, if you got hyper Bitcoinization to happen a month sooner than it would otherwise, the average boomer lifespan increases by a year. Mm-hmm. Um, how fast? How much faster would you want hyper Bitcoinization? <laughs> they could live to 120. I don't care. Uh, I mean, you know, my parents. Or what's the rate? So like what's I, what's what's the ratio? Is it like every week it accelerates, every month, and the boomers get a year? Like, where where what's the cutoff point where you're just like, you know what? I'm okay with the speed it's at. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I back on the boomers a lot, but again, like my parents are, well, my dad's silent generation, but I'll lump him in with the boomers for the analogy. Like, you know, uh, I want them to be around for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm not trying to, I'm not saying my, uh, I want morbid. you guys to die. When do you want your parents to die? <laughs> what I'm getting at is. Yeah. It's gotta be some kind of like, you know, internalized something kind of language psychology. Who Who do you want to kill? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, my parents, uh, outside of this, uh, hypothetical, it's my hypothetical, so I can arrange it however I Mm -hmm. want. You're just not allowed to. Got it. Mm -hmm. My parents, um, lifespans would be unaffected by this. (laughs) Well, even by your hypothetical, my dad's lifespan would not be affected. It would just be my mom. (laughs) <laughs> my dad's silent generation so there you go all right before this gets weirder and i feel more bad uh i guess that's it is there unless there's anything else that needs uh warrants a discussion uh, i don't know flyers losing still yeah, last I checked, it's the uh, no, they tied it. Nice, it's three three. 
I finally just uh, I picked up Sam Harrison on my fantasy team and just finally started them this week. So, of course, I would start the week with a loss and I don't get fantasy points. Mm. Double sting. But yeah, tough one. We'll see if they pull it out. All right. Uh, thank you, Carr. Thanks for coming on. Um, sure. If you want to shill anything you got. They still Do you still do the podcast? We do the news. <laughs> we do the news. Uh, you can find us over at Timeline Earth um, for the news. That's all I got. All right. Well, show notes page for this episode will be mcfugal.com slash 396. I probably won't post anything there. I never do. It's the same thing every week. Uh, But thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.